welcome back to another episode of Dad Teaches Me About Wine. It's the podcast that teaches you as much as you've been pretending to know about wine. I am Madeline Quigley. And I'm Matt Quigley. And here we are again, back again. Rainy, rainy day today. Big storm. Big, big storm. It's been raining for two days straight. So what do you do? You hang out inside and you drink. Good wine if you have it. Good wine if you have it. Uh, So we have a great episode ahead of us today. I think you've probably read the title by now. We're talking about wines that go with everything. So I realized this because I just feel like maybe sometimes you have to make a wine order choice and a crunch, you know, someone's looking at you and the waiter's standing there and you just... I just think that there should just be a wine that is just your go-to. And for most people, that is probably Chardonnay or Pinot Grigio. I'm hoping you have suggestions that aren't that, maybe? Perhaps. Perhaps. We'll find out. We have a wine in front of us. I've already been drinking it. Um, But maybe we can cheers and talk about it a little bit real quick. So this is a a relatively inexpensive wine. This is a Schild Estate Barossa Shiraz uh, from Australia. I actually like it. Um, and th- this fits perfectly with the topic of... Wines that go with wines everything! Wines that go with everything. <laughs> yeah. I honestly think you guys, as long as you're not driving, should just pull out your phone and just write down these wines um, just so you have them there. That's how we millennials work, Dad. If it's not in our phone, we'll never remember it. Yes, exactly. Uh, so why don't you start? Do you have some whites that you want to mention? This is a red, obviously, but I didn't immediately think of red whenever I thought of wines that go with everything, but I guess. Well, I, you know, the, um, the, the classic pairing is that you're going to do light, white meats, uh, chicken, fish uh, with white wines right. and uh, more... Um, hearty, hearty red meat. Yeah, red meat to, to go with red wines, and you know that's it's like a lot of cliches. Fundamentally, there's a fair amount of truth yeah. underlying it, and and it will usually work. So um, I think that um, what you want to do is to kind of stay away from extremes. Uh, so that's what allows things to to pair. So as we talked before about entree level wines. Uh, things that go with everything tend to be, don't have a lot of strong characteristics. Yeah. Um, other than things that people like. So what do people like? People like um, s- sweetness, although they'll tell you they want a dry wine. Uh, and they like fruitiness. Um, so uh, things to look for there, uh, as we discussed earlier, in terms of an easy introduction unoaked Chardonnays, which now are labeled that way, tend to be very fruity without the I don't the think it would say that on a menu, though. Um, oftentimes it will. Really? It'll say unoaked? It will say unoaked. So like um, uh, so like uh, Wagner's project in the um, Santa Lucia Highlands, uh, I think it's called Solmer, is, um, comes in a steel bottle. Or a, a shiny, wait, what? Silvery bottle, and it is it is an unoaked 
Sure. Wait, is the bottle literally made out of metal? Um, I don't know, but it, it's all steely. What does shiny. that make your wine taste so metallic? No, it's uh, presumably it's in glass with a with, with a some sort of shiny. Powder. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry, that really distracted me. Um, okay, so an unoaked Chardonnay. Right. So this is even good if yeah you're going over to someone's house for dinner you don't know what they're making you want to bring yeah a you're, wine. yeah so this you know obviously easy with fish and uh, and uh, poultry um, as we discussed earlier if you get into spicy you're going to want to do more Riesling Gewürztraminer um, and then the the big fruity wines. Um, like the Barossa that we're drinking right now, Shiraz, uh, a California uh, Syrah, which is basically the same grape, is also going to be very um, fruity and, uh, you know, fruit forward with very little kind of offensive uh, All right, elements so to it. All right, so Syrah or Shiraz are two yeah. good red options if yeah. you're looking for something that could go with anything. Also, I apologize about this alarm. I can guarantee that it annoys us too. So, sorry, it's probably going to go one more time. That's just the way it works. A total of four. Yeah. <laughs> we know. We've we've heard it many times before. At all hours of the day. Yeah, it just goes off. At night. Anyways, um, okay, so that's a good white and a good red. So uh, I think a lot of people sort of reach for the uh, Cabernet. I think you really have to know what you're doing, though, because some really? Cabernets are going to be oaked. And depending on how old they are, they may be a little austere Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, people's tastes, and it may not go with things. Okay. Um, on the other hand, a Merlot. Uh, these wines, especially American Merlots, tend not to be particularly oaked, and the Merlot grape doesn't have a whole lot of tannin in it. It's a so, so a Merlot is thin. another good option. Yeah, Merlot is another go with everything. But the absolute classic go with anything. Oh, save the best for last. A, absolutely. Always a hero when you show up is sparkling wine, especially champagne. It literally does go with everything. It has really? a high acidity. Yeah, uh, not too much. Usually, like if you get a brute, not very much sugar, uh, and you got the bubbles. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it is nice to show up with a. That's always been your go to if you want a bottle of bubbly. Bottle of bu bubbly. And that doesn't necessarily mean champagne. And in, in fact, it probably doesn't because uh, I can tell you I'm, that's not what I'm reaching for if I'm. I would think I usually go uh, Prosecco or Cava. But those right, are a think, bit more... Um, yeah, I think if you're looking for quality uh, versus price ratio, I think the, the cava is probably the yeah. way to go because this is uh, made in the, the traditional champagne method in terms of second fermentation in bottle, uh, whereas uh, something like uh, a Prosecco is basically, uh, it's called tank production. So it's all made in a it's all made in a in a large tank and it doesn't go through the same handicraft that something like a cava or uh, the other wines that you might want to consider are uh, Cremant wines uh, from France C R E M A N T these are sparkling wines especially the ones from Vouvray uh. we've encountered Vouvray before and the big grape there is Chenin Blanc another wine with a, a lot of acidity 
uh, and they do um, at least nine months on, on Lee's to give it a real toasty flavor. Um, so these, uh, this is another great alternative, usually less than 20 bucks. Nice. Cool. What do you think about ordering hard alcohol with a meal? You know, there's people who do whiskey pairings with meals. Um, I find that hard alcohol, which is usually 40%, um, you know, the stuff that is scotch or vodka that you would get at the liquor store is 40% alcohol. For me, that's just too much in order to be able to appreciate a meal, but teach his own. Yeah. You don't, so it's not so much the flavor. It's just like if you're hammered, how are you going to? It's not even the hammered part. It's the fact that. I don't mind getting hammered. It's just. It's the fact that the alcohol is so Oh, they're strong, yeah. That it's really hard to appreciate any subtlety of flavor because it's like drinking jet fuel. Yeah. Exactly. I see. I sometimes, though, get like a gin and tonic with my meal, and I find that that's pretty flavorless or in a way that doesn't offend my meal. Yeah, well, the, the alcohol in that is going to be down to the wine area, probably after they dilute it with the tonic. With the tonic, you're probably in the 10% alcohol range. So the alcohol is not overbearing. Yeah, it's like drinking a soda with your meal. Yeah, so, and what it'll do is the, the, the acidity and, and, and tartness of the, the tonic um, tends to um, make the food taste that much richer and sweeter. That's why I've been doing it. Totally. Okay, well. Okay, so now, moving on, we're going to do something new. We have our first reader question on the show. So I find the email, the dad teaches me about wine at gmail.com. I won't lie. I uh, had not checked it in quite a few weeks. Uh, and we actually had some amazing questions from some people. Um, the first question that we're going to go over today was from a woman named Catherine. And she uh, titled the email, help, my husband hate, hates wine. And I think uh, the subject says it all. Her husband does not enjoy drinking wine. She really does. She wants to be able to, you know, open a bottle and, and enjoy it with him. So this, I think, is a great topic because it's just about easing people into wine. So uh, a little counterintuitive. One approach would be to heck with them. Uh, you'll cut your wine budget in half. <laughs> uh, and don't worry about it and just drink the wines that you want. Um, then you're faced with uh, wine preservation. So... Uh, if you're willing to spend uh, approximately $150, there's something called a Corvin system in which you can... With a C or a Q? With a C. Okay. In which you can tap wine out of a bottle with a very thin needle, which then is... The, the opening is then resealed through the cork. And then when you're done taking the wine, it places um, a noble gas, argon, Argon. Argon. Really? A noble gas, which does not react with anything. Isn't it basically displaces any oxygen that may get in the bottle. And so that you can keep these bottles for weeks or months. There is sort of a stereotype pattern of people as they start wine and then start enjoying it. 
So typically the, the entree wines that people wind up enjoying are usually pretty neutral. So these would be relatively unoaked Chardonnays and relatively inexpensive Pinot Grigios. Do you want to give an example? So um, uh, some California producer like Sutter Home or whatever will produce a California Chardonnays. And these wines are specifically designed, engineered, to be incredibly easy to drink. Yeah. There's no offensive, strong anything about them. They're just entirely quaffable wines. Yeah. Cool. So start with a nice light white, like an unoaked Chardonnay or a Pinot Grigio. And my idea of how to get someone to start enjoying wine um, would be make it more about the experience than the beverage. Maybe you guys could go on a road trip somewhere to a local you know, winery. Maybe they have like a live music night or something and it's just like a fun experience and you have a glass of wine and you know you don't think about it too much. The other option would be that the holidays are coming up. I love nothing more than mold wine. I think on a chilly night, you know, pop in a movie, make some mold wine. You can buy spices like in packets at the store that are just called mulling spices. Throw an orange in there and make a, like a winter sangria. Who doesn't want that? Um, I would just add one other idea yeah. that may play, uh, especially if uh, you frequently eat spicy mm, foods. I thought about this one too. Yeah, exactly. So there's some food pairings where the marriage is just absolutely perfect. So if you're doing a relatively spicy dish, absolute perfect pairing is going to be a relatively um, sweet wine in the sense of residual sugar, low alcohol. So these would be like a Moselle Riesling uh, or the other great uh, pairing is always Gewürztraminer. Uh, so low alcohol, some residual sugar, and this really enhances the meal. My first when I when we brought when we were talking about the spicy thing, I was talking about it with mom, and she thought I was like some sicko because I was like, yeah, serve him like spicy food, but don't give him any water and just give him the wine, and then he has to drink it. And mom was like, what is wrong with you? That's a horrible idea. Yeah, torture. Yeah, torture. Uh, okay, so. Um, I think those are all some nice options. Well, I think that about does it. I don't know. I'm doing the shorter thing right now, and I want to see if people like it. We did get a review. Um, we've gotten a couple iTunes reviews. They're so awesome. I appreciate it so much, guys, and they do make us smile, but we got an awesome review from someone who said that they liked the mini-sode, and I kind of agree. Yeah, shout out to a couple of people. Adam... Uh, Josh, all of them left awesome reviews and we appreciate it. The other thing, we just read a reader question. That means we're here for it. We're ready to answer the questions. Uh, send us an email. I promise I'll check it uh, more frequently or send us a direct message on Instagram. I'll definitely check that. Um, our email is dadteachesmeaboutwine at gmail.com. Our Instagram is at dadteachesmeaboutwine. Both pretty self-explanatory. We love your support. Um, let us know if you have any specific questions. Cheers.